Hi, thanks for listening to Stay Tuned. This week we are right in the middle of teen scene. And if you were with me Tuesday, we learned a little bit about the show Clarissa Explains It All. Now we're going to go back a couple decades. And today we are talking about a show in a podcast I call Gidget, the craziest kid on TV. So beginning in September of 1965, Gidget went on the air and was one of the first color programs on ABC. The show was adapted from a novel called Gidget, The Little Girl with Big Ideas by Frederick Koner, published in 1957. It became a movie in 1959 starring Sandra D. Koner then served as a script consultant for the television show. The book, movie, and TV show each differ a little bit from each other. The television show features Gidget Lawrence, played by Sally Field. She's a typical boy-crazy 15-year-old teen who lives with her widowed father, Russell, played by Don Porter. He's a UCLA professor. Gidget's older sister, Anne, played by Betty Connor, is married to John Cooper, played by Peter Duell. They're fun-loving psychology students. Anne often tries to mother Gidget while John tries to understand her psychologically. Gidget's best friend, LaRue, played by Lynette Winter, is also part of the cast. Gidget narrates each episode and directly addresses the audience, somewhat like Modern Family. Field said she got to pick out her hairdos and clothing styles. Her nickname, because her real nickname is Frances, apparently was given to her by her boyfriend, Jeff Matthews, who went by Moondoggy, because she's petite and comes, and comes from combining girl and midget. Jeff is going to school at Princeton by the time the show begins, but Bridget still wears his ring around her neck, even though she is dating other boys, including a young Martin Milner as Kahuna and a young Daniel J. Travanti as Tom. 75 girls tried out for the role of Gidget. The plots were very similar to a lot of shows in the 60s and 70s. The kid's favorite hangout, the shaggy dog, is in danger of being closed to build a new museum. Gidget and her dad find themselves on opposite sides of an issue, and one Gidget gets a job driving a floral delivery truck, but there's just one problem. She doesn't have a driver's license. And in another show, Gidget falls for surfer legend Kahuna and even convinces her father to invite him over. She soon finds out that Kahuna is, when not on the beach, not really that interesting. The series was filmed at the Columbia Warner Brothers Ranch in Burbank, California. As with most of the homes at that lot, you will notice that the Lawrence kitchen is the same one Hazel works in, and the house next door is the Stevens house from Bewitched. The theme song is a familiar one to people growing up in the 60s. It was called Wait Till You See My Gidget and was written by Howard Greenfield with music composed by Jack Heller. The four freshmen sang it in the pilot, but Johnny Tillotson did vocals for season one. Gidget faced some tough competition. ABC put it on the schedule Wednesday night against the Beverly Hillbillies, which then was a top 10 show and The Virginian, a Top 30 show. Halfway through the year, the network moved it to Thursdays, where it faced Gilligan's Island, which was also popular at the time. ABC canceled the show after that. When it put it on as a rerun for summer, the ratings increased significantly, but by then it was too late to bring it back to the fall schedule. It sounds like the cast became fairly close during their year together. When the DVD was released, Phil did an interview in which she stated that Don Porter and she had a father-daughter relationship off-screen, too. Because she was so new to the business, he often mentored her and helped her avoid embarrassing moments. In an interview reflecting on her time on the show, Sally said she always loved working with Lynette Winter and looked forward to their time on the show together. Field also became friends in real life with Winter. 
I do remember watching the show in reruns, and I always liked it, but I think it was definitely a product of its time, and probably spoke more to people who were teens in the early 60s. If nothing else, we can be thankful for the show because it launched the amazing career of Sally Field.